What up, people? It is Saturday, July 27th. My name is B. Hill, and this is the Just My Opinion podcast, where I give my opinion on a variety of topics. You can like it, you can hate it. I'm good either way, because it's just my opinion, and we all have one. A lot of stuff went on this week. Robert Mueller testified earlier this week, and once uh, he testified, he did confirm once again that... Uh, the Russians tampered in our election in 2016 and he warned that they will continue to try to do so, uh, that they're still trying to do so, and that 2020 uh, is in jeopardy as well with tampering from uh, other foreign entities like China, Iran, as well as Russia. Um, He also confirmed that there was some shady stuff going on from the Trump campaign And he said that also uh, Trump could be charged with obstruction of justice once he leaves office. Uh, It was not his job to actually do so and recommend charges. He just laid out the facts. Um, But watching this hearing, I couldn't watch a lot of it. I watched bits and pieces because watching these types of hearings just really irritate me because they're so biased. Um, Depending on who testifies, one side is going to be Pro, and the other side is going to be con. And um, because the Democrats are the ones that had Mueller testify, they kind of gave him a lot of yes or no questions uh, to answer. But the Republicans, they basically sat there and yelled at him for hours on end. Um, and then it's the other way around when it's somebody that the Republicans have uh, come testify as well. So just watching this stuff really irritates me. I just want to look at the facts. Uh, I don't want to sit there and listen to them yelling uh, for hours on end. So I watched part of it, uh, wasn't overly impressed either way. Um, I think the point was made. I think he just clarified a few things that was in his report that was released earlier this year. Um, But I don't think it was a huge benefit either way, uh, him testifying and basically confirming what he already wrote. Um, Again, what he did verify is that It is a definite that Russians uh, hacked the election, as well as uh, there were some things done where Trump could be charged once he leaves office. Um, On the back of that, the next day, Mitch McConnell blocked two election security deals with no justification at all. Um, I think these were both bipartisan bills, uh, so Democrats and Republicans agreed on these bills and basically they're just trying to put measures in place that future elections won't be tampered with and hacked and why would he block these bills it doesn't make sense Uh, does he not believe in fair democracy or fair election Um, and after last year or after the 2016 it's been confirmed by numerous sources that the election was hacked why would you want to protect that because when I vote, I want to make sure my vote counts. I would like to make sure that uh, my vote is not tampered with and that the election is not tampered with. So it makes me question why he's blocking these bills and why one man has so much power to block these bills when it's a bipartisan bill and the majority of the House uh, wants this bill to pass. Um, So I think there's a lot there. I've heard a few things about him having business dealings uh, with Russians. Uh, that could be true. I have to research that a little more in depth and maybe bring that up on a future podcast. 
so Mitch McConnell is a dummy. I can't stand him. Uh, just like the other dude in the White House. But I digress. Uh, scrolling through YouTube, I found a video of this uh, young white man open carrying in uh, a, I don't remember what state it was, but whatever state it was, uh, it was legal to open carry. He had an AR-15 and he was walking past, um, he was just like in a shopping strip. Uh, police pulled over, uh, took him at gunpoint, made him put his weapon down, um, asked for his ID, questioned him why he's walking around with a gun. Uh, another officer took the gun, took all the bullets out of the gun, and basically harassed him. Now, I don't necessarily have a problem with what he was doing, carrying the gun, because it's an open carry state. Um, what ended up happening is they were extremely upset with him, and they told him to leave the property, or they would uh, arrest him for trespassing. Now, mind you, this was public property, I think like a shopping center area, and he wasn't doing anything wrong. He wasn't breaking the law. Uh, so as he went to pick up his firearm, um, he started to walk down the street. There were police cars on each end of the street. So as he's walking one direction, a uh, police officer came in on his speaker and told him, do not walk towards me with a gun. So he turns to walk the other way. The other officer says, do not walk towards me toward, uh, with the gun or you will be arrested. He was trying to get back to his car. So he kept walking. They arrested him. Now, of course, the charges were later dropped, but my problem with the police in this particular situation is this guy was not doing anything wrong. Um, it's an open carry state. If you don't like the fact of having open carry, you need to do something about the laws. People actually voted to have open carry because I live in Texas. And when they first passed the open carry law here in Texas, I remember people going to Sonic, standing next to Sonic, driving with AR-15s. I thought it was stupid, but they have a right to do it, so I can't be mad about it. Uh, they're not breaking the law. So these situations where the cops try to intimidate people from doing something that's actually legal, um, you're wasting your time. And then what happens is uh, this guy can actually sue, and if the city is found liable, uh, that money comes from taxpayers that they pay out. If you look at a lot of the lawsuits that are filed against police officers, it comes from the city and the taxpayer actually foots that bill. It doesn't come from like police union pensions or anything like that. And I think if these uh, settlements did come from some type of police pension, you would have less of them or you would have uh, less officers acting in a manner to where they could be sued like that and an actual settlement be given. Uh, but again, it was overreached by the police officers. And I'll say it again, I'm not anti-police, I'm just anti-bad police. Um, this guy was doing nothing wrong. I don't have a problem with them asking questions, but in the manner of the way they did it, it was just, didn't make sense because he was doing something that's totally legal. Um, and also this week, uh, a lady by the name of Erica Thomas, uh, was at a grocery store and she's a black lady she was at a grocery store she was in the 10 items or less line and she had 15 items uh, she's nine months pregnant and she claims that a white man told her to go back to where she came from um, 
I did see a press conference, but from what I've read and what I've heard, uh, a lot of people don't necessarily believe the story. Um, also, you were doing something wrong. I mean, being in the 10 item or less line with 15 items, I mean, it, it's not a crime, it's not against the law, but it's annoying. Uh, and the fact that you're nine months pregnant, I, I can sympathize with that to an extent, but I can understand why people were annoyed. Go to the self-checkout or something like that. Uh, and she admitted to having more items than um, were allowed in that particular line. Uh, but I'm to the point where we're seeing this a lot. And you don't want people to make false statements, uh, for one. And I'm not saying that Erica Thomas made a false statement. Um, I don't know that. But when you do something to provoke or uh, for people to make comments to you or be upset with you, um, it doesn't excuse, if this guy said it, it doesn't excuse it, but it does something to actually provoke uh, not a good situation or a conversation to happen. Uh, and then there was another video of a lady by the name of Karen Harrison, um, a black lady who got into a fight while she was holding her three-month-old baby, and she dropped the baby uh, the baby suffered devastating injuries and ended up dying. Uh, watching the video, um, she's in a heated argument with another lady. And why would you do that holding your child, especially a three-month-old? And, you know, as they started to fight, you see the baby fall to the ground on the concrete. And now I think she's being charged with aggravated murder. She's being charged with felony murder. And... I think that's justified. I mean, you just, as a parent, I'm not a parent, I don't have any biological kids, but common sense will tell you don't go into a situation um, antagonizing people or getting into a physical confrontation when you have a newborn baby in your hand. I mean, nothing good can come from that situation. Um, and I feel sorry for her because I know she didn't intend to, uh, for her baby to die. But when you put yourselves in positions or in situations where that kind of thing can happen, you just have to you have to think about the big picture. And was it worth fighting this lady that you were mad at um, and your baby died? Sometimes you just have to learn to walk away or make sure your responsibility is taken care of as far as removing your child, especially your newborn from this situation, to ensure their safety where they're not uh, in jeopardy of being hurt. And in this case, uh, the baby died for no reason. Um, you know, I, I sympathize for her. I pray for her and her family. Um, again, I know that was not the intent for her baby to be involved, but it's just you have to take responsibility for what you're doing. And, um, you know, she just made a bad decision by having this physical altercation with her baby in her arms. Um, also, uh, Pennsylvania School District, warned parents that their kids could be put in foster care because of unpaid lunch fees. Uh, I think that's pretty harsh. I can understand that the school district wants their money, but uh, threatening to put kids in foster care, I think that's a bit much. I think there's other ways you can go about trying to collect the money. But also, um, a pretty wealthy man came forward and said he would take care of all the fees so they would get their money. And initially, the, the school district refused the money. They still wanted to hold the parents accountable for paying that bill. And finally, after a lot of pressure, the school district go ahead and decided to uh, 
take the payment. But I just think that's a really harsh thing uh, to penalize parents to say you would put their kids in foster care over, you know, a couple of hundred dollars worth of unpaid bills. Now, granted, it is the parent's responsibility to take care of that. But again, there are other ways I think that can be accomplished without threatening to take their kids and put them in foster care. And uh, kudos to the man who stepped up to pay all of those outstanding debts. Um, very nice gesture on his part. And hopefully going into the next school year, uh, the parents will be able to take care of their responsibilities because it is their responsibility. Uh, and the last thing, topic I wanted to talk about was I was talking to someone earlier this week who I love dearly. Uh, they have an issue with one of their siblings. And in their opinion, anything that sibling does is never good enough. There's always something negative to say about this particular person. And it bothers me because there doesn't seem to be a legitimate reason as to what the issue is. I know this other person doesn't have an issue with her. um, But it's just always a negative conversation when this particular individual comes up. And it made me think about the relationship I have with my brother. And I called my brother left him a voicemail just told him I loved him I appreciate him for you know allowing me to just call and vent about different things um I appreciate being able to just hang out with him just being able to talk because my brother and I we have about a four year age difference he's older and growing up we weren't that close we're personality wise we're totally opposite we didn't like each other and as adults there was a time about 10 years ago where we couldn't stand to be in the same room with each other because of our differences and the way we felt about each other. I had animosity towards him. He had animosity towards me. And it got to a point where both of us were like, look, we're two grown men. We just need to sit down, hash it all out. Um, you know, whatever you need to say to me, go ahead and say it. I will sit there and listen. Whatever I need to say to him, He'll sit there and listen, let me speak my piece. And we did that. And ever since then, our relationship couldn't be better. Uh, We still have our moments where we kind of disagree, but it's nothing that we can't get past. And, you know, it just made me realize how short life is. And family is very important to me. Um, Relationships are very important to me. That's why I keep, you know, my close friendships, I try to keep those uh, tight. And, you know, I apologize to my brother for anything I've done to hurt him or upset him. He did the same thing. Uh, We were able to talk and just hash everything out. And like I said, we can hang out now. We can talk. Uh, We can, you know, take little weekend trips together, just chill out. And, you know, it comes to accepting people for who they are. Um, You know, I accept my brother for who he is. He accepts me for who I am. Because, like I said, our personalities are just so different. And I think more people need to do that. Um, You know, I have several people that I talk to on a regular basis. Uh, One of my uncles, um, I know when I talk to him, it's going to be mostly sports talk. We'll talk about the weather. I know that. Um, So it's like when you know who you're dealing with, you know how to handle those conversations. And I love all of them. Because everybody has a different personality. Uh, and every relationship is different, but I just encourage uh, her to, you know, whatever your issues are, either talk about it or let it go, because you're holding on to this animosity, and 
it's only, you know, making you mad. You know, the person that you're mad at is not even thinking about this stuff. And it's preventing you from having a good relationship with your sibling, um, which I would hope that's what you want. So at this point, at this time, you know, life is too short. Anything can happen. You just don't want to continue to let this stuff go on for too long and it's not resolved. Because if something happens to either one of y'all, the other one will feel bad. So I just believe in not leaving anything unsaid. That's why I tell my friends I love them. That's why I called my brother, told him, man, I love you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you always having my back and being there. Uh, because family is important and life is too short to live with animosity and holding this uh, anger inside. So if you're listening and you have any issues with your family, forgive them. Either talk about it or let it go. Forgiveness is such a wonderful thing. It makes you calmer. You can move on with your life. You don't hold that animosity. Uh, so on a happier note, I am one week out from my Vegas trip with my girlfriend. Um, her first time in Vegas. We have everything booked. All of our outings uh, that we wanted to do, we have those planned and booked. And then we have a lot of time uh, left over to just do some spontaneous stuff and just chill out at the hotel. Um, I'm staying at the Link, which has the high roller Ferris wheel outside of it, which we're going to do on my birthday. So I'm just looking forward to such a, hopefully, a wonderful, relaxing trip. Uh, is very well needed. Uh, I've been working hard. Uh, I got a lot of stuff to do before then. This is going to be a long week for me, work-wise. Um, but I know there's light at the end of the tunnel, and I can't wait to get to Vegas and just chill out. Um, I've been tracking the weather. I think this weekend is going to be 110 and 111 degrees. So we're planning on doing a lot of stuff inside. Not a whole lot of walking the strip. Uh, we do have a tour of the strip uh, one night, so hopefully it won't be too bad because we're going in the late evening. I think it's like 7 to 8 o'clock or something like that, and it lasts for like three hours. But whatever it is, we're going to do it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to taking her and spending time with her. I have a couple of special things planned for her to celebrate her birthday, uh, which was a few weeks ago. But also, she has some stuff planned for me, which my birthday will be while we're there. So, looking forward to that. And I'll share all of that uh, probably on the next podcast. Uh, and this week's verbal middle finger goes to Nancy Goodman, um, who got into a verbal altercation with two black women uh, in a restaurant. And she called them the N-word. Um which, I mean, that seems to be more and more prevalent the past few years, uh, more and more open the past few years for some reason. Uh, but when she was interviewed after the fact and they asked her, you know, why did you use it? Do you know how offensive that is? And she said, yes, I know. That's exactly why I said it. And she would do it again. She said that they provoked her in calling them the N-word. Um, Nancy Good- Goodman is an older lady. Um, there's no excuse for this, and I'm sure she's going to get the get what she deserves from this. So, Nancy Goodman, verbal middle finger to you. That's never acceptable, and the fact that you know it's not acceptable and you said you will do it again, middle finger to you. Uh, that's it for this week. As always, this is just my opinion. Hope y'all have a good weekend. Peace.